Well, today, January 22nd, is a, a very, very important day in the history of the United States because in 1973, we had the very uh, well-known, famous Roe v. Wade Supreme Court decision, which uh, liberalized the availability of uh, elective abortion. And uh, it's a day of great mourning for this country. And it's a day of penance for all Christians and for people uh, of goodwill who respect human life. And uh, I would encourage us to um, make some sacrifice today, some whatever it might be, fasting or prayers or uh, volunteer work or what have you, as uh, penance to make up for and to atone for the heinous crime of abortion, which at this point after Roe v. Wade in 1973 has claimed something along the lines of like one in six human lives in just the United States of America. Um, so I think it's something like uh, 60 million abortions have taken place since then, 60 million, um, and the population of America is like 300 million. Um, <clears throat> What we see here in our first reading is uh, a very, this very kind of long, but it's an interesting story. Saul is relieving himself in this cave, and David sneaks up, and his, David's men want him to kill him. But he has mercy on Saul's life, and uh, he actually just cuts this edge of the cloak off, and he says, "See, I, I, I could have killed you, but I don't. I'm, I'm respecting your position as uh, God's anointed as." someone whom God has placed there. And, and Saul, if you notice, it's very interesting. His the psychology of Saul is, is very interesting. He says, I know that you're going to be king. I know you're in the right. I know what I'm doing is wrong. Saul says that. But when we continue and you read on afterwards, Saul continues to try to kill David. Saul is someone who has a bad conscience. He's a very internally conflicted person. And when I was younger, I used to kind of think, well, you know, if people could just sort of like see philosophically that, you know, abortion is murder, they wouldn't do it. And as I get older, I see that it's not necessarily the case and that the vast majority of women who elect to have abortions, they know that it's wrong. They're very internally divided. They're conflicted. Mother Teresa says that with an abortion, there's two deaths. The death of the baby and the death of the person's conscience. There are some ethical questions and moral questions that one might be able to take a particular stand on that are kind of complicated. You know, they're not super self-evident. They're not easy. Uh, it takes a lot of reasoning to maybe see something is right or wrong in, in a given uh, question. But this is not one of them. We know that this is a human being, and we know that we're killing it. And we do it all in the name of choice and freedom, so forth and so on. And it's, it's hollow and it's shallow rhetoric. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, if you study, I guess, the psychology, I read some, I read some articles not too long ago that were very good. It's basically the psychology of the woman who, who has the elective abortion. They, they don't, they basically see abortion as an evil. They know that they're killing someone. But psychologically, they value it as the least of three evils. 
So they have, for every woman who opts to have an abortion, there's basically presented to her three, what she perceives as, as evils. The first evil is bringing the baby to term and actually raising it. That's a, a great evil to her because it's a threat to her autonomy. She has life plans. She wanted to do this. She wanted to do that. And motherhood itself is a threat to her freedom. And so she sees that as a great, she sees it as a death of herself, psychologically. Secondly, she, the second evil is, um, is bringing the, the baby to term and opting to give it up for adoption. Many women, they feel like, first of all, if they actually bring the, the baby to term, their motherhood, which they are mothers, from conception onward, you're a mother, okay? It's just an embryo, zygote, embryo, little fetus, you're a mother. But if you bring the baby to term and you, you actually give birth to it, the psychologically, your status as mother is all that much more harder to deny. And as a mother, they can't stand the thought of their child being out there somewhere some other woman raising them. And so it's a kind of this, they, they just, they, they can't live with that. So that's the second evil that they see. And then the third evil is, is having the abortion. But they view the killing of the child as the least of the three options. And I think the, the answer, the, the solution, well, it lies a lot in, you know, men are irresponsible. Um, okay, so, the woman's the one that's got to deal with the baby because it's part of her body. That's growing. She grows from her body. The guys, they can just sow their wild oats and, you know, say, toodaloo, baby, and not worry about it. So it's men failing to take responsibility for their actions, for their unchaste actions. That's the, you know, the big thing. Is because of what men are doing, they're, they're leaving the woman in a situation where she's got this extreme pressure upon her. Also, there's very serious economic issues going on. So there's societal problems and great poverty. Uh, these are problems that put a lot of pressure on her. But at a deeper and a more profound level, I think that our gospel today actually gives us a solution to this problem. Jesus is on a mountain. He's up high. And he calls to him. He summons. He calls. To him, his apostles. And so it's not about our choice, choosing our lives, being autonomous, designing our lives the way that we want them to be. Motherhood is a threat to our autonomy, to our choice. But it's about God's choice for us. Just as Jesus has called those apostles up to the mountain to be with him, God has called all human beings up to heaven to a higher perspective, to see that God has, it's not about our choice, God has chosen us. It's about God's choice. And that he loves us. And that we're called to a vocation of love with him and love for other human beings and for our children in God. It, that's the higher vocation. And if we can celebrate that, if we can rejoice in that, and if we can communicate that to the world, uh, motherhood will not seem like a threat 
to these women who are put in these situations. Uh, but it will be seen as what it is in truth, a vocation to love, a high, high, holy vocation to love.